2: What's up, everybody, and welcome to Coming Up Next. My name is Brad Gilmore, but you might know me by another name. You might know me as The Boat. That's right. Hashtag best of all time. And I'm joined by the socially distanced Miss Jennifer Sturger. Jen, how you doing?
0: I've had better days, okay, dude? Like, I'm just happy to be here and lucky to be here. I've got this weird thing. I was telling you guys before the show started, we're going to have to, like, not go overtime on the show today because I've got, like, this thing going on with my mouth that is Physically killing me, so I'm literally leaving our show and going and probably having oral surgery. Surgery. I did not leave out the last part of that phrase, Brad. <laughs>
2: I'm just making sure. It didn't seem like it was all there for a second.
1: You're like, um, yeah. well,
2: uh, yeah, what? Oh, huh? uh, this is a kid show, Jim. Come on now. Um, for sure. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we're so we're gonna have a slightly abbreviated show, but we're still gonna bring you a bunch of action, and I'm living up to. My end of the bargain. Since Jen has a doctor's appointment, I do have my surgical gloves. I do have a chip ready as why well do you, as- why,
0: why do you need surgical gloves to do this?
2: Because I messed up last time and I touched my face after handling the glove. Your I face? I after handling the chip. Your face? Yeah. I went like, I went like <laughs> this. Oh, well.
0: <laughs>
2: what is wrong with you? Um- yeah, my face. That's what I said. So I'm going to be very extra careful this time and, 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 and allow for any mishaps or mistakes to occur um, or not allow for them. Anyway, we got to get right into it, guys. We got to get right into it. Let's start with our rapid fire segment. This is we're going to have three questions. Jen and I will take a stance on it. We might agree. We might disagree. But we will get into it. So let's do it right now. For rapid fire this week, Jen. The first question that we have for the fans or for one another is what actor or director should have their own slice on the wheel?
0: Well, I think there's really only one answer to this. And we were trying to find out whether or not, we. there were rumblings that this was happening. We we're trying to figure out whether or not it actually occurred. And I think PLD is still working on that as we speak. But regardless, regardless, the answer to this question is only one person. And that is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Think about it. How many great... Okay, there is a Dwayne Johnson. Well, screw it. Thanks, PLD. You were really on the trigger on that one. But no, no
2: one's pulled it yet, have they?
0: I haven't seen it played, but maybe, I I'm, maybe I'm wrong. But I still think that this is long overdue. I feel like he's got... It, the thing with slices is the person has to have a long enough filmography and a diverse enough filmography to like trip people up. You know what I mean? And, and so there's not a lot of actors out there that I feel like we haven't covered that fit that that fit that mold do you know what I mean and so when I look at the rock and I feel like all of the movies that he's done that would just be such a fun category I feel like it'd be one of those no miss categories for someone like say a Josh Makuga or anyone that's a wrestling fan like yourself Brad I feel like you would do really well in that category
2: Overall, I would feel good about my my Dwayne The Rock Johnson category. I even know that the first words he ever spoke on screen was Akuma Shente. Look at that. Uh, 2001, Mummy Returns, and you had Scorpion King, Rundown, Walking Tall, Be Cool, Doom, Gridiron Gang, Game Plan, Get Smart. I mean, I've seen most of these films. This would be a really good one because when Rock gets into this last decade, he starts off with Fast Five, G.I. Joe, Retaliation, Pain and Gang, Fast Six, Hercules. Pain and Gain.
0: oh. Pain and Gang's a
2: nutty movie. It's uh, so
0: weird. Oh, but you know what? There's, you need those kind of movies that, I, that, that are just kind of movies that you'd say, oh, I really don't want to see that. Or do I have to watch that? Like it's a guilty watch. Like I feel like there's a lot of that in his category as well. Because they right. aren't necessarily great movies. But and, look, it's not about the best movie, Schmodown. It's, have you seen all the movies that are out there?
2: yeah yeah, absolutely and I think that um by the way we did figure out that there is that the rock slice was official and it was pulled by Perry Nimeroff in her match oh. against Mark Riley. I do remember that now that now that it's brought up to me. Um, but it hasn't been seen a, enough yet and I think that we can get some good run out of a Dwayne the Rock Johnson category. I'm gonna go directors on this one. And I think this is probably going to be a super transparent one, but I have a really good argument to back it up. And I am going to go with a Robert Zemeckis wheel slice. And here's the reason. Not only do you have the three back to the futures, of course, but you guys think about the other movies that he has done that we can get some really great questions from. I want to hold your hand. Use cars, romancing the stone, the three back to the future films, who framed Roger rabbit, death becomes Uh. her Forrest Gump. What lies beneath castaway polar express, Beowulf flight. Um, all the way up into 2020, where you have The Witches, you had Welcome to Marwin in 2018. He's got a lot of movies that you could pull from. And I think that a Robert Zemeckis slice would really be great. And I also see in the chat, people are saying a Sean Connery wheel slice would be great oh, that as would well. Be great. I like that one. The late, great Sean Connery, we talked a little bit about last week. Not only did he have um, all the James Bond films, but also. You have movies like Rising Sun that I just saw, The Rock, um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. What was the one with Catherine Jones? Yeah,
0: we can forget that one. The Catherine Jones one? No, no, no. The League of Extraordinary Extraordinary Gentlemen. Gentlemen.
2: I have a soft spot in my heart for it. You know, did you ever do Columbia House I I think I have
0: a bad stuff in my heart for that one because I was on a terrible date when I saw that movie. Oh,
2: well, then... I can't help you, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, I have a soft spot for all things Sean Connery, so that is interesting. What do y'all want to see on the wheel slice? Make sure that you uh, leave us a comment below and let us move into our next. Uh, let's move into our next rapid fire segment, which is what is the greatest throwdown event of 2020? We've had many live events this year, Jen. Um, we're going to have another live one coming up this Friday, headline by the Wildberries in a retirement match. What do you think has been the greatest throwdown event of this year thus far?
0: When I think of all the pay per view type shows that we've had, I I just, I always come back to the same, the same one. And that is Corruption Founding Fathers. I feel like no matter what match that, like, no matter what pay per view that takes place on, that's always going to be one of those must see matches because no matter where the teams are in the standings, no matter. What may be going on for them in singles or other divisions? It's like those teams always show up to play. They truly do. And this past one, I feel like was one of their most haymaker matches yet. And I really, I'm like, I just want more. I just want more of those two teams. Like I would see them in an Ironman match. I just feel like, I mean, granted, I feel like there would be an advantage to the founding fathers in that, but I never want to count out Chance Ellison. And this is coming from me, someone who was really hard on Chance Ellison when he came into the, uh, into the league. And now I feel like he's become one of the more dominant forces there.
2: I think that that's a good one. Uh, I think that that is a really good one. I'm going to go with a member of the Founding Fathers for mine. Not only was it the greatest match that we had seen earlier in a live event in Atlanta, the rematch was just as epic, and that is Ben Bateman versus Dan Merle for the movie tribute showdown singles championship. The fact that it went the way that it did, and, and Ben the boss Bateman fumbles the football... Uh, inside the ten yard line, when it looked like he was going to beat the greatest of all time and recapture that championship, off a fast and furious Tokyo drift question, which I believe the guy's name was Lucas Black, but I've already forgotten his name. Look at that. Exactly,
0: um, exactly. Yeah, I've,
2: I've already forgotten his name, but it, I think it's Lucas Black. But the I point so, is, too. that one was such a riveting back and forth battle, and it looked same like it almost played out identical to how it did in Atlanta. Uh, except Ben was the champion in Atlanta Dan was defending here but Dan had to come from behind in the final round and go out there and win it and Atlanta went into overtime this time uh Dan Ro was able to get the job done and I, I I don't think that there's been a there might not have been a better throwdown ever I think that the Does that first say one with, something
0: though that's the like yes. same something though when you look at the people that are the the ones we're picking honestly in terms of best throwdowns There's always the same kind of characters in play. There's the Mike Kalinowski's. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, there's the Dan Merles. There's Mm -hmm. the the Ben Bateman's, you know. That just goes to show you that these guys are riveting to watch. It truly does. Like, it shows you how stacked those two teams are.
2: Yeah, what do you think, POD?
3: My favorite has got to have been the Shazam winning the titles. Mm. That's got to be the one because that was one of the greatest matches I've seen all year. And that was the one that really made it, uh, it was such an emotional moment seeing Shazam finally get there after all this years. So after all this like time, they were really shooting for it. That was my favorite one, definitely.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think there's, there's a lot to choose from. I, I still think the, maybe the greatest of all time was that first one with Mike Kalinowski and Rachel Cushing. Oh, so my time. God, yes. And Mike almost came back from an eight-point deficit to win that. And that, w- that was so awesome. It was pulled off live. It was in studio. The camera cuts were on there. RB3 and the team were working their behinds off. They got the job done. It was really a- an awesome sight to see. What do you think, though? I want to go back to everybody. What do you all think should be on the wheel? Why don't you super chat that in? Or you can go to Streamlabs.com slash the schmodown. $20 or more, you can interrupt the show and say whatever you want to Jen Sturge or I. I'm sure he you have Free guys. say whatever it is that you want we are living up to our end of the bargain at least i'm going to hold it down for the team again uh with one of these things and i'm not looking forward to it whatsoever uh but <laughs> we will try still to think i'm
0: gonna have the worst afternoon like you're gonna eat that chip i have no idea like they're, i'm probably having oral surgery after this i'm like my face hurts so bad and you guys keep making me smile and laugh so i'm like it's just getting worse
2: yeah, well, uh... Sorry, sorry this is you're gonna so get, entertaining. Don't think this is going to get you off the hook, though. <laughs> you're still going to have to do this by yourself now next week. Um, oh, great. Perfect. Let's get to our last rapid fire, because we're, we're going to be short on time today. Current pro, who is the current pro making the best manager this year, Miss Jennifer Sturgeon?
4: Hmm.
2: Or oh, right, you know what? Before you answer, I want... I want Paul Denuzio to open this one up. I like hearing Paul's opinion sometimes, and I want you to open this one up in rapid fire.
3: Only sometimes. Come on. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I have to say it's got to be Ben Bateman. I mean, the guy has a mind like on his game like no other. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He has strategies for strategies. Uh, the only thing he'd have to work with is maybe his personality in terms of working with people. I know he might stroke some people the wrong way. But as far as in-game strategy, as far as knowledge base going, there's not much you can do that's better than that. As far as promos go, he can, he's got a mouth like no other as well, so he could just, you know, throw those jabs in there when necessary, get that intimidation
2: factor going. I think he's got the whole package, so I think Bateman's going to make a great manager one day. What do you think, Rachel? I mean, what do you think? I'm thinking about who I'm going to be a manager. What do you? Go think? Go ahead.
0: No, go ahead.
2: I want Rachel Cushing to manage an entire team. That's what I want. I know she's not a current pro; she's retired. But I do want Rachel Cushing. She's been a pseudo manager along with, um, with her better ha- or her less better half um, from the Usual Suspects. And I don't mean that as a dig. We all know that you know behind every good man, right? Um, but I think that Rachel Cushing would be an incredible manager because she is. Gone through the whole metamorphosis of having to learn how to play under the lights, being comfortable on camera, learning how to do promos, and then coming up with the strategy of the game. How can you best prepare? How can you get into that championship mindset in a live event, in a throwdown, in studio, digitally, whatever it is going to be? I think Rachel Cushing would be the eventual manager of the year if she chooses to go that route eventually.
0: Those are both really good suggestions, uh, but let me tell you why you're wrong. Okay. Actually, <laughs> actually, you know, I-, I thought about this and I was like, "Who's someone that I feel like contributes to the game, but isn't necessarily the strongest trivia player?" and And that happens to be, I feel like you all know where I'm going with this. That's Andrew Guy. I feel like Andrew Guy is is one of those people that. Is so such a huge part of the league and its identity, but isn't necessarily. He doesn't always do the best in trivia performance, and I feel like those are the type of people that turn out to make really good managers. Like, look at how well Winston and Coy are doing. They're always entertaining. They they understood the strategy. They may just not have the depth of knowledge that some of their players do, and that's what makes them good managers. Because it's not about them bringing the knowledge to the table. It's about helping their players recognize strategy, recognize how to get into the other person's head and how to play against their opponents and just help them navigate the game. And that's why when I look at this, hands down, I think Andrew Guy will make a phenomenal manager someday. And I feel like the longer we can keep him in the league, we're a better place for it.
2: Yeah, Andrew Guy, Ben Bateman, these are all great picks. They are all great picks. I don't think you can go wrong with either one of them or perhaps our upcoming guest um, would would be an interesting one We might have to talk to him about that And speaking of that We have a love it or leave it this week Before we go to our first break Oh you know what Actually let's take that break And let's bring on our guest I'd like to talk about our love it or leave it With him anyway And he's Perfect. going to be An interesting person to talk to as always That is the android Mark Draco up next I'm coming up next Don't go anywhere
3: think that maybe this league is only big enough for one A 1v1 Wildberries retirement match.
5: Nobody's retiring. It's on.
1: Representing, the
3: Wild Ferrys! Oh,
4: he is Elliot the Mountain
6: Ferrys! Yeah. Oh, okay. What's he got? Oh, What's he got? What's he, got? Yeah. What's he on the Wild yeah. shirt? What's he
1: got? Oh yeah, of course,
4: Representing, the Wild Ferrys! Oh, yeah.
3: Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. Oh, no. And Roxy strides out with the <laughs> Oh my oh, God!
2: No. No. no! Oh no! Makes oh. sense. Makes sense. He's doing a case okay stand. That's not how that you do that. No, nope. you make sense. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. Welcome to Florida State, Jeff. Oh man, there he is. Welcome back, Hi. buddy. Hi. welcome back to coming up next we said we had a special guest joining us and a special guest he is he is the android mark and draco who just fresh off spoiler alert for everybody because it just happened a victory against category nine they're moving on in the team's tournament and mark Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. This is your first time here. Yeah, thanks, Welcome.
6: For, thanks for having me. It's good to see you guys. I can't wait to see you all in the flesh again someday, and that now seems like it's a possibility. It's a new dawn. I know,
0: right? Were yeah. you out celebrating the other day? Um, On Saturday,
6: after it was finally, finally, you know, done, I ended up buying like $300 worth of Criterion blu-rays because they were on sale and i needed <laughs> I, I felt like for four years after breaking up with an abusive partner of four and a half years uh i treated myself and they're all they're all arriving and i don't remember which ones i ordered so it's sort of like christmas every day this week so
2: yes mark mark, mark Andreico, for those not following at home did just get his divorce finalized that he had been waiting on right yep. so congratulations send
6: that abusive bitch back to mar-a-lago Oh okay <laughs> okay. Um, that, is, that, is, is, that, am I, is that too harsh of a word for this show?
0: We yeah. don't know uh, exactly no, where the line is. No cursing, okay. please. Yeah, I think no okay.
2: cursing, yeah, yeah, the <laughs> profanity. That um, doo-doo, doo-doo head. How's that? <laughs> there we go. Okay. Well, why don't we talk about something that you said on on backstage earlier? Fuck. Was it this week or?
4: Oh, I think we had a robot
2: think... come in. Yeah, let me see. Well, let me yeah, let's that. go ahead. But but while RB3 is getting to that, um, you said something that was, I thought. It kind of struck me this earlier this week. You said that you're done with singles altogether. You're only going to be yeah. a team player. Yeah, yeah. Um,
6: it's just become a. It's about. I enjoy. You know, I've said this in numerous interviews, but my my degree is in theater. I like ensemble. I like collaboration, and the amount of of laser focused sort of research now that's going in, especially in singles. I like being the guy that knows a lot about movies at the party. I don't like being the guy that's like, well, technically frame 1622 was off by one. That, that's not slamming the people that are doing that, but it's become so much more about like since the dawn of Kevin Smets. And that's just not who I am. I, and I just enjoy, I think I'm a better player. I think, I think I know more when I'm playing in teams because by having someone there, you trust it free. It frees up your own. And there's one other thing. I One of the matches I lost to Bibiani, I lost on, I missed my five-pointer, and he got his by saying Anchorman 2. And I should have challenged him because the the title is Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues.
5: Mm.
6: And when you're up there by yourself, you don't have time. I don't care if you're the master strategist like Bateman. When you're doing that, there's so much else going on that you don't have time to go, oh, I should challenge that. And it, this was, those were, these were back in the days before the managers got really, really, really active in things. So I just, I just, I, I didn't, I don't enjoy singles as much as I enjoy playing with teams. That's not a slam to singles. And maybe, maybe my attitude will change in a year, but definitely for the upcoming Jake season, underscore, I, I a donated $20. I miss Brad Sicker. Hey. I need the hair flip back in my life. What up, Mark. Oh <laughs> I, I, I haven't been able to flip my hair since 1991. So,
0: <laughs> so last week, Mark, uh, Brad had to make good on his bet that he lost to me about the World Series. Well, in fact technically is about the, the championship series. but Brad had the dress as Jessica, so he had to wear a long wig, and he was really getting into it. He was flipping his hair a lot. He seemed to really bit. be he was really kind of feeling himself the whole show, you could tell.
2: I but, think you pr- you'd probably make a pretty decent girl. Yeah, probably I think a- if I would have shaved and you know gone full makeup, I think I could have. Yeah. I think I could have been a lot prettier.
6: Your, your eyes are like tepid pools of water,
2: so. <laughs> You're, you're, you defy gender, Brad. So that, I think that's a compliment. I sh- I'm sure it is. Um and I appreciate that coming from the Android. Uh, but you know, you but- were,
0: you were breaking down strategy for us really well right there, Mark. And it just l- lends to what we were just discussing last segment. And that is people that are current pros that would make good managers. Mm-hmm. And it just seems to me like you really have a knack for understanding the strategy and knowing what to challenge, what not to challenge. And I feel like someday that may, would you be interested ever in making the switch to manager or like maybe even a player, a player manager, where it was like, you know, if you're up there and it's, and, and, you know, you're not playing in teams, possibly you could be coaching the singles on your team. Maybe I would
6: love to coach new players and I would love to someday be a uh, manager. I think, you know, barring, uh, and this sounds so Hollywood douchey, but I have a bunch of things going on that might not, might not affect next season. Might affect next season. And if I'm too busy to commit to being a player, I think I would instantly say, "Well, let me let me be like an assistant manager. Let me manage when my schedule allows." Because also too, if you can't focus on playing, you shouldn't be playing. You should step out because it has become. I mean, you'll. You, Look at look at the matches these days. How many there are very rarely blowouts anymore. They're usually unless it's really bad luck in the wheel, it's always really close games. We're not we're not doing the Super Bowl where it's 42 nothing in the first quarter and then that's the game. These games are coming down to the wire and the 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 base level of abilities of the players in the league went from this to this. Just being in this league you're really 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 good. But there's no one currently playing that I think that I would be like, "Oh, that's that's a walk in the park. And that's awesome.
2: Yeah. And and I think, though, that everything that you've been able to do, I mean, you've knocked on the door to the singles championship. Obviously, you've held the team's championships before you would make a you would make a good attribute as a player coach or a coach altogether. But here's my question. In love it or leave it, we were going to talk about this. And I feel like it's better to talk about it with you okay. since it was going to involve you. Um love it or leave it, <laughs> essentially like a buy or sell uh, on this show. and we were gonna discuss if the odd couple should or should not be a team come next season. I know that y'all have both thrown this out there and kind of flirted with the idea of finding maybe a new partner. but now coming off of a win against category nine, do you think right now Mark andreco next season odd couple is still going to be one of those remaining teams from the corruption tournament all the all those years ago?
6: Absolutely. Absolutely. And let me, let me put a little asterisk by, but what Jeff has said and what I have said, Jeff is Jeff. So that's Jeff, true. like Jeff, likes stir and stir in the pot. So, oh, we know, you know, and that, that's part of, <laughs> that's part of what, that's part of what I like being partners with him. Cause I always get to be the good cop. Uh, and I had said it on Bateman's show the other day that it, I would love to play with different people someday. We're not, Jeff and I aren't going to be partners forever. But by no means was that a slightly underhanded. I think Jeff and I, if you are, are, are playing better than we've ever played, I think I think after that match, the, the, the Category 9 match, I'm looking forward to our next match because I think Jeff and I are in a real real sync. And it's, I, it's all because of Roxy. You know, Roxy grabbed us both by the ears and was like, you guys are going to listen to each other and be a team. And we do. And I've I both. it's weird that Roxy and, and none of us have seen each other in person, but Roxy and Jeff and I become really close over this. You know, I've had some really nice, long conversations. And Jeff is a friend, you know. Um, I, I would love to – we're going to keep going as long as we feel like we're having fun. Uh, the only reason I would want to change a partner is just to shake things up because, you know, you get complacent. You don't want to – you know, I don't want to be Michael Jordan, not that I was ever that good, but coming back and coming back and coming back. You just – sometimes things end, and it's not badly. It doesn't have to end with drama. Sometimes you just want a a change of pace. And I said this on Ben's show, and I'll say it here. No matter what happens with the odd couple, I will always be in Jeff Slater's corner as a fan uh, and a a fan of this game because he is – he is rapidly earning the place on the Mount Rushmore of Schmodown. and I'm not just saying that because he's my partner. He's, you know, if by some luck we get to the belts and we get the belt for teams, he'll be the only player to win a teams tournament belt three different times. Wow! Yeah, that's right. Whew. So two different teams. Whether you like his whether you like his character, his personality or not, there's no denying he is a masterful player. And I think he's a great poster boy player because there are things, categories he hates and doesn't know, but he's, but he has managed to dance around those and his, his level of strategy. And, you know, even pre-Bateman, that's sort of like, I'm going to, I'm going to be the bully. I'm going to be Eddie Haskell. I'm going to put the frog in the girl's lunchbox character. He, he started that and he's had an, an immeasurable impact on the game both as a player and as a person who's helped shape what we do. And I got to say, having this through this lockdown, having went up through lockdown, has been a lifesaver. It has been so much fun, and the community's so great. And it's, you know, I don't mean to sound Pollyannish. There are things I don't like, and Christian probably, <laughs> Christian knows all. You know, when he sees me on his call, his phone, he's like, "Oh, God damn it, Andrico." Um, <laughs> but, but that's what a fa- that's what a family is. A family, you're allowed to argue and bicker and all that, but it all comes from a place of love and respect and enjoyment of being in everyone's company. So,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah. And and speaking of of love and respect, at one point. Josh McCouga and Elliot Dewberry were like this. Mm-hmm. It was like you and it was like you and Jeff, right? They and everyone loved the Wildberries when they came out. They were drinking, they were getting answers wrong, but it was all in good fun. And then at the down draft, it all changed when Shannon Barney drafted Elliot Dewberry. Then we had Makuga go to uh, Swag with with Winston Marshall over there. And now the Mega Powers, as it will, the Wildberries will collide this Friday live. What is your prediction of this? Because the loser has to retire, and I think the league will suffer without either one of these guys.
6: Well, retirement is, in quotation marks, always, (laughs) (laughs) in any entertainment aspect. Um, Makuga's going to be a dad soon, so um, either that's going to free up the circuits in his brain or he's going to be completely focused. Um, My prediction for that match is it's going to be super fun to watch. And ultimately, after the, the, the last couple of weeks we've had on this planet, I'm looking forward to laughing to up anything fun. To and,
0: anything fun,
6: and being shocked by the weird out of nowhere polls. Each of them has for questions where be like, I don't have any idea what that is. And they'll be like, it was, uh, it was, um, birth of a nation, 1919. I'll be like, how did you know that? You know, <laughs> the, the whole, the whole rain man of them both is fantastic. So I, I love both those guys. Um, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it should be interesting. It should be interesting. Going into next season, we're kind of getting a clearer and clearer vision of where this teams not only rank, but perhaps which players are going to be on said teams next year. You've talked about how much you like Roxy Stryer as a manager. I think. Oh, I don't, I don't like Roxy Stryer.
6: I don't like Roxy as a manager. I love Roxy as a manager. And I think in his – and I didn't mean to cut you off, but I really got to say this. I think in the history of Schmodown, Roxy is going to be looked at as one of the most important managers we've had because I don't say it lightly. Every bit of success Jeff and I have had as a team and the longevity is because of Roxy's support and involvement and active managerial status.
2: You know, I, I agree with you, and, and I think that sometimes she doesn't get enough credit for what she brings not only to the league as a personality, but as a manager. I've, I've had conversations with Roxy where she's telling me stuff that she's, you know, doing strategies, thinking about trades, drafts, all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And she really is so dedicated to this game, and you both. She has managed – there's probably not a better team, like, with two people that have been managed this year than than the odd couple by Roxy Stryer, even going back to January at the draft when she made the conscious effort of drafting you both at the same time so we didn't have a Roca Ben Bateman's type situation occurring right.
6: I just when that happened I was like I leaned over to who I was with and I'm like can we just pull it out and measure? <laughs> like, come, come on guys. Oh my god.
2: And that's there's nothing dirty said there. There's nothing dirty <laughs> that said there. But my question was going to be for you, Mark Draco. If you're in Roxy's uh, shoes and you have to pick three people to remain on the roster for next season from the Rockstars, who are you picking?
6: Well, I think I would say me and Jeff. Right. And I would say probably, gosh, it's hard. It's really hard. Um, Alex is great, you know, for the Star Wars division. Um, I think Stacey Howard is a great poison pill player. She continues to amaze me. And it's what's fascinating with Stacy is she's so nonplussed and her still, still to this day I think she's the only player maybe with the exception of Ethan Irwin who plays the game for pure joy and fun and is just as happy if she wins as if she loses. She's here to have fun and every time I see her play I feel like it's going to see Santa Claus the first time as a little kid because she's managed to keep that sense of wonder and giving it giving it respect but having fun first and foremost and and she's damn good and she's so unpredictable what she what she can pull out it's she's players like that scare me more than players who are like super 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 consistent Because you know what, you know, you never know what she doesn't know she knows. And that's, that's a dangerous combination.
0: It's so funny though, Andreco, because I remember, I vividly remember before lockdown when we were watching that Stacey zipper match and she made that Beowulf full. You literally almost fell on the floor. because I was
6: sending it to her psychically. I know,
0: you were like, Oh. oh, Go and I was like, Mark, it can't go through your forehead, but you were physically trying to send it to her, and it was so funny when she got no. that pull, you just like fell to the ground, and we're like, Oh my god! Yeah, and
6: oh. she does, she does that once or twice a match. Yeah, it's 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 and it's not acting. She's that's that's her being no. sincere. She's she's just pulling that stuff. This isn't Ben counting, going, Oh, I don't know, repeat the question, repeat the question. No, it's and waiting to the last minute. She's safety. just like she's just like Anthony Hopkins, and you're like. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's amazing and, she's a, and her, she's a lovely person as well you can that see is, her
0: organizing all the movies she's ever watched in her life and seeing which ones add up and be like no not that it's, one it's
2: a, it's
6: a very uh, minority report minority sort
0: of report thing. yes
2: <laughs> you know though I got I got a quick and we're not going to keep you too much longer Mark but I have a bone to pick with you from something you said in the chat you said that Robert Zemeckis hasn't made a great movie since the year 2000 I stand by that so, so
6: no, I'll say. will wait. Let me say this: the the one of his his CG fa- phase, I will die on the hill that his Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey is one of the top three adaptations of that novel ever. Really? And, and I'm not a Jim Carrey fan. I, I I when I heard he was playing all the ghosts, I was like, oh my god, oh uh, if you want to do that, do it in your bathroom. For, don't let me watch. Uh, and it's a spectacular movie. But I think I think I don't know. I the witches is a mess. It's not great. Uh, uh, no, wasn't welcome great. to welcome to Marwen. Hey, let's make this uplifting story about a creepy guy with a foot fetish.
0: It's so <laughs> funny, Mark, because I feel like you and I break down movies very similarly because we walked out and we saw A Quiet Place together, mm-hmm. which is crazy because I don't really watch like horror movies or scary movies like that. And when we walked out, we were both just like, why aren't they living by the waterfall? Like we yeah. just found, like we find those like giant loopholes that are sitting there, and they're blatantly in front of your face the entire movie, and you're like, I can't, I can't believe this.
6: I will say this: uh, the brief aside about a quiet place. Watching it was a was spectacular fun. Yes, because no, it was the first time since the advent of the cell phone that no one was texting in a movie. It was amazing. Uh-huh. That being said, it's a masterfully directed movie, but the movie makes zero sense. <laughs> My, my biggest thing was, and then I'll stop talking about this because I don't want you to open this can that you already did, but uh, <laughs> the fact that they got pregnant after the aliens means they're idiots. Just change the Chiron to 80 days later. She was pregnant before it happened. If yes. they're having kids that they have to carry around in a padded box with an oxygen tank and they decided to do that after the sound aliens, no, no,
2: no. Where, did they, on all, where did they get all that sandbox sand? Where did all that sand come from? Anyway, where, where does the sand come from? You know, there's a few rules in life. You never bring sand to the beach, and you always <laughs> are going to enjoy Mark Andrako whenever he's on our show. Mark Andrako, the Android. Good luck going uh, further in the tournament. We're excited thanks, to see. Thanks. We're excited to see where you go. Anything you want to plug before you get out of here?
6: Uh, no, not really. Just uh, you know. We, we're going to have a new administration so I hope everyone feels empowered whether you whether your side won or lost uh, I think this year proved that everybody's voice is important uh, wear your masks, stay safe so we can get back to live events soon and go to movies and go to concerts and, yeah, so and, hug, and, each and hug each other yes. because hopefully remember this remember this year because this will shape us and make us all better people so thank you guys and by the way Brad Back to the Future is, one of my, is my favorite movie of all time so I love Zemeckis I just wish we could get him back again
2: uh, well, time will tell. Time will tell. We have
0: Love more
6: you guys. coming up next Love.
2: after this. Thank you, Mark.
0: I miss you so much, Mark. Really, I really hope we can see each other again soon. Absolutely. Love you, buddy. Bye bye.
5: Your arm in that bush, you're gonna get de-gloved. Yeah. it's gonna be skin and blood. It's just, it's berries that are wild. They yeah. will attack any body part put inside of a bush, especially during a team tournament called Anarchy. The only thing that is anarchist about this whole thing is the wild berries. Yeah.
6: So I told him, uh, you want ratings? You want merch sales? You want T-shirts all over the? You might wanna. Hey, uh, boys. Uh, hey, oh, hi. Hey, hey, go hi, on.
5: Ricky. It's been a little.
6: I know
4: we didn't leave on the greatest of terms, this and is a, this uh, is you know. I had, a, uh, you know, I had to, you know, find my way. I'm perfectly clock. happy where I am right now. Thank You You know what? Much. I'm perfectly happy with where you're at now, too. Oh, thanks, man. I've been watching oh, you guys from okay. the sidelines. I left Bibiani. You know, he wasn't doing so great. Oh, it didn't work out? turns out he's doing okay now, but, uh, you know, my opinions have changed about you too. I like really? the way you guys work together, and I got one really? thing to say. What's Wild man! Now, and you can yeah. boss me around. Tell me to do whatever you want.
3: I'm to do That's how I up. do it. How about you start by getting that beer bong? We got a fucking match to fight. Beer bong incoming, boys.
5: I'm telling you, that is the last time the match is set. I want you to show up on time like we agreed to. You're not getting a new competitor. You're doing... Hold on one second. What the fuck is this? I'm gonna kill the next person that comes in. Who is it? Hi, Mr. McWeeny. How are you? How may I be of some help?
4: Not happy, Commissioner.
5: Uh, well, why? why?
4: Well, I think you know why. I had a match that I specifically requested. I wanted Either Roka Ro- or JT. Whoever won that match. Now I haven't fought Roka yet and I wanted that. And you know why I want JT. So you take the winner of that and you give them the only other person I would want, Snyder. I want something. I want red meat. I want a good fight. Make it happen. All right? You're the what, commissioner.
5: Whatever you want. Whatever Commission. you want. Yeah, just sure, sure, sure. All right. Do it.
4: You want the happy me,
5: yes? Yes, I like the, I like the happy you a lot.
4: So does everybody. Yeah. Let's make me happy. Yeah.
5: Sure thing, Mr. M- Mr. McQueenie. Uh, holy shit. Okay. Uh, here goes nothing. Hi. Hi, Mr. McWeenie. Yes, it's, uh, it's Thad. Good to
4: hear from you. Yeah. Uh,
5: I just, uh, I was looking at the schedule here and I wanted to give you an update on your pending matches.
4: Okay, so good news, right?
5: Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, You are going to play the winner of Lon and Ethan, and then after that match, you will get Roka or Snyder.
4: Okay, so I play the winner of Ethan or Lon, okay, and then I either get Snyder or Roka, definitely, one of the two, correct?
5: This is a guarantee from me, you will play that victor.
4: Okay, because that, here's the thing, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put that down in writing... In my personal schedule. So, I look forward to Snyder or Roka on the other side of Ethan or Lon.
5: Okay. Are you happy?
4: I'm happy. Oh, thank you. Can you hear it? Can you hear the smile? Can you hear how excited I am? I'm happy. It's good news. Thank you.
5: Okay, great. I'm glad. Uh, Very glad to hear it. I will see you in a very short time. Uh, Good to see you. I will talk to you later. God damn, he scares me.
2: Welcome back to coming up next. My name is The Boat, Brad Gilmore, joined by the illustrious Miss Jennifer Sturger, The Sturge. Um, She's going to have to leave us here momentarily, so this is how we're going to end this show. As you can see, our graphic is up. We're ready to do our quick picks for the week. Um, We do have three matches that we need to predict, and I think that um, this this might be the most in line some of us uh, are maybe ever, but we'll get to that. And then also, I'm doing it, guys. There's Da Bomb Beyond Insanity. Ugh, here's this awful chip again. I don't know why. Imagine it
0: tasting good. That's the thing.
2: Oh my lord. Okay. I'm going to do this in just a second. I have my gloves ready. But let's do let's do quick picks. So we remind you, if you want to make your pick for the uh, for these matches coming up here on the movie trivia Schmodown, make sure you sit over a Schmobot, streamlabs.com slash the Schmowdown. Streamlabs.com slash the Schmodown. I know this is an abbreviated show this week, so thank you for anything that you've been able to do and contribute. And next week, I'm sure it's going to be interesting as well. Um, Jen, Oh
0: boy. Let's yes. get
2: to our quick picks, though. Um, first match. We have up PLD. What's the first match we got up? Tom and Paul
3: versus Final Exam.
2: (sighs) Tom and Paul versus Final Exam. Final Exam, I think, has been really, really good, Jen. But Tom and Paul, that's a team that has a lot of promise. What Mm -hmm. do you think?
0: I still got to go with Final Exam on this one. I just feel like they are clicking on a different level. Uh, Tom and Paul have, have struggled in terms of just finding their chemistry, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like that they're both so individually good at trivia, but it's just finding that rhythm of playing with a partner that I feel like has struggled. And I really don't know that someone's been able to reel Tom in the way Video Drew originally did. So it's just, I still feel like they've got a little bit of work to do on the chemistry front. And so that's why I think Final Exam will take this one.
2: You know, I'm going with you too. I really love this team of Final Exam. I'm still rooting for that potential Paul Oyama or Paul Oyama and uh, Ben Bateman team next year. I'm hearing Ben Bateman is trying to get a team with Adam Collins. We'll see how that goes. But I'm going to go uh, oh, definitely. God. That
0: would be so insufferable. It, it would
2: be no. pretty annoying. Uh, I'm going to go Final Exam as well. And oh, look at that beautiful. And what about Paul Denuzio? I'm going
3: to go against the grain here. I think Tom and Paul, uh, they have. They, had, they were touted as this team of teams before the year began that did struggle throughout. I think they're due to finally click. I don't know what it is. I know Paul Preston has been a little bit angry about how this season's gone so far. I think this is the time where they're going to put their knowledge together and they're going to surprise and defeat final exam. That's my call.
2: All right. Uh, up next. Sorry, I'm just getting this prepared. Uh, up <laughs> next. What's the next match, Mr. Danuzio? Same.
3: Next match would be Jen Kemp versus Video Drew, who is in the
2: chat. Oh, so be careful. Well, I am a big Drew fan. Everybody knows I think we all
0: are. We all are big video Drew marks. The thing is, I, I just don't know enough about Jen to like to really go against what I know about video Drew. And I feel like this is this was the match that was kind of a toss up for me. Um, but that also tells me that if Christian is confident enough to put it on an undercard for a throwdown, that he expects these two ladies to go at it. So I still am going to lean towards Video Drew on this one, but it's anyone's ballgame.
2: Uh, we've only seen Jen Kemp in Inner Geekdom. She was very good in the uh, other leagues, but I've been a big Video Drew fan since day one. I'm going to continue to be a big Video Drew fan, and uh, that's why I'm going to go Video Drew as well. The Boats pick is Video Drew in final exam. And Mr. Paul Denuzio, what do you got? I'm actually sticking with you guys as time video drew uh, again. I think this is going to be a close match. Jen
3: does have a great solid knowledge base. I do think video drew has had a little more experience at this point and she's a longer I think, than Jen is at this point, maybe so I'm going to lean towards video drew and not just
2: because she's in the chat. That's what I call it beforehand.
0: So. <laughs> He's like, everyone be nice.
2: <laughs> All right. And this last one was, was very difficult. It was very difficult for me. It was difficult for a lot to make a choice between two people that we both love so much, but the wild berries will collide. One man will retire. The other man will continue his career. It is Elliot, the dude, Dewberry, going up against the wild man, Josh McCuga. What do you got?
0: Oh. Sadly, I really, I don't want to watch this match. The the number one prediction I have is I may cry. That is the number one prediction I have because I just, I don't want to see this match. I don't think anyone's clamoring for this match. I think we're all just ready for the Wildberries to get back together. Like, come on, this is so not fair what Shannon Barty's done to us this season. Uh, But I I think I'm going to have to lean towards Dewberry. I really do. I just feel like, Makuga has a lot of other things on his plate right now and that's got to be distracting in terms of preparation if he was ever going to prep. And I just, I don't know. I just don't know that his heart's in it. This is a different league than when Josh joined it. When Josh first joined the Schmodown, it was like a bunch of friends answering trivia questions like, you know, in a makeshift studio. And now it's become this fully fledged league and it's like, I just don't see Josh being as excited about the game now that there is so much competition and there's a lot riding on his wins you know I think he enjoyed being able to pull answers out of his butt you know that's <laughs> like that's the kind of play that Josh McCuga thrives on uh, and so that's why I, I have to go Dewberry unfortunately
2: okay and you know what they named it the double Dewberry for a reason I'm gonna go Elliot Dewberry as well I just think that I listen to him on backstage. I feel like his mind is in the right spot. Josh McCougar, as we said before, he's got things coming on. He's got a baby on underway. He just got married. The man's been busy over there on the History Channel. He's been doing a lot of things. I don't know if his movie trivia knowledge is going to be up to snuff when it comes to terms of the MTS, so I do believe he is going to take the L, retire, and Elliot Dewberry will continue. Mr. Denuzio. Being so agreeable. First of all, I
3: do know that the prediction I have is I will cry. Not no, maybe about it, Jen. I'm gonna cry. Uh, But I think at the end of the day, your eyes are right. Dewberry is a little more locked in. I think Lukuga has that lucky streak that he could pull off something like some kind of miracle. But I'm not gonna bank on it. If I have to put my money on it, I'm gonna put it on Dewberry.
2: Yeah, you know, there you go. So we all agree on Dewberry. We're, we're in
3: alliance. I, I'm sorry.
4: I got
2: huh? to make
4: a correction to the to the to the graphic here. I accidentally put Brad is going to have Josh
2: McCuga winning on the graphic, but
4: that's not what he's saying. He's saying Elliot Dubin
2: okay. um, I am, but it's fine. If McCougal wins, then I can kind of both be right and continue on my dominance. So I appreciate you. <laughs> r to the b to the three um speaking of this is gonna be our last show with rb3 we're gonna miss him very much he's been an incredible addition to this short run of this show and without him it would have been possible rb3 really appreciate you my man
4: thank you so much thank you so much brad i love this show i love this uh i love i love being a part of this and this is one of the most fun um experiences
2: of a lifetime so thank you uh yes uh, awesome 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 awesome. well jen we're about to have to wrap up and so this is what i'm gonna try to do i'm I'm going to do this to myself for some unknown reason. Um, you're a
0: really good friends.
2: I am. So while while I do this, I'm going to try to wrap everything up and, and summarize everything that happened on this show today. <laughs> so I have waters ready here. Have uh, at I'm, it, buddy. I'm told that water makes it worse, but I'm going to do that. So You should have gotten go. milk. I'm going to try to that's what people keep telling me but you know what the suffering you know there's 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 art in suffering right suffering art is suffering right okay so here we go i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna do this and then wrap up everything that we've talked about here on the show y'all ready
0: for this feel free to send in your schmobots while this is happening
2: okay if i do this seriously guys come on now frank and i suffered through this the last time here we go <laughs> <In> <laughs>
0: Three, two, one. one. I don't feel like it's, it's probably not instant heat, right?
2: Well, I've got a hot sauce make. Oh my God.
0: Oh. Is it instant heat, Brad? Or does it like come on slowly? Because I feel like it's more dangerous when it comes on slowly. Oh my God. The bomb sauce is ridiculous.
2: Okay. Uh, This week on the show, Jen had something wrong with her face. So we couldn't do everything that we were supposed to do. Oh my God! we so wrong face. We talked about actress and directors from the wheel size. She said Dwayne Johnson. She didn't know that that had already happened at the Perry never She didn't know that it happened at the Perry Nimeroff- a Rough week, guys. Okay. Oh my God! Uh, I said that Robert Zemeckis and Mark Andrico said that he hasn't made a good movie since the year two thousand. We then talked to Mark. <laughs> no, I can't do it. Mm. <laughs> we then talked to Mark Andrico. He said that. <laughs> I can't. He said that. <laughs> Oh my gosh!
0: Are you alive?
2: <laughs> oh my! This gosh. is
4: worse than when uh, when Josh McCuga and, and Mark Ellis drunk the hot sauce uh, mm. back in the mm. Collider days. Mm.
2: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What is in this? Oh my gosh! Ghost we peppers. started with a hot habanero peppers and blended them with smoky chipotle peppers and natural pepper extract to create a sauce that was lab tested. It's 100, 135,000 <laughs> times. It is 135,000 times hotter than a jalapeno. Holy hell.
0: What is wrong with you? Why would you do that to yourself? (sighs) I feel like you're doing okay. I feel like you actually secretly like this. I oh no no no! (laughs) You just touched your face, you idiot! Oh oh my god! Oh, Oh. have you learned? Have you? Oh my god! I gotta go! I gotta go! Oh my god! Okay, guys, Um, this has been Jed Serger and Brad Gilmore for coming up (laughs) next. We will see you guys next week, hopefully. Holy crap, that just happened! Stay safe, guys. We love you.